Let's get down to business. Thanks for coming out tonight. I wrote me a manual, a step by step booklet for you to get. Oh, I make money moves. Alright guys, welcome back to another episode of the Massive Joe's Show Fitness Times Business. I have an epic, epic lineup for you guys today. I'm sitting here in a hotel room in Sydney, in the Sofitel Sydney, across from the ICC here of the uh, weekend of the Sydney Fitness Expo. And I'm sitting across the table from the owners of Ghost Lifestyle, one of the hottest brands in the industry, my good man Daniel Lorenzo. Got that last name right, yeah? Perfect, man. Perfect, <laughs> awesome. And Ryan Hughes, what's going on, guys? Dude, what's up, dude? Just for the record, let it be known that we made our beds for the Massive Joes. <laughs> okay, I did notice, I did notice. I was like, House, oh, housekeeping hasn't been here today, so it's all this, for you, man. Yeah, I know. Well, we were shooting early this morning, so yeah. I appreciate that, guys. Hey, man, thank you guys for your time. I really appreciate it. I know Expo weekends can be uh, can be crazy, crazy weekends, so I appreciate you guys taking the time to sit down and, and get stuck into this podcast. Now, I'm excited for this because Ghost is, is you know, doing some amazing things in the industry at Thank the moment. Thank you, man. And uh, we were just talking off, I was going to say off camera, but we are actually on camera. Um, <laughs> but uh, off, off podcast, we were talking about how you guys, you know, you just understand where consumer attention is and you understand about putting content in that space. I, I really want to kind of, you know, for the, for the listeners is get down and dirty with you guys and kind of give a background to the listeners about, you know, as we do with, with, with all our guests on the show, the fitness background for each of you, the business background for each of you, how this ghost monster kind of came <laughs> about um, and where the foundation kind of lies. So, you know, let's, let's kick off straight away. I'll start with you, Ryan, because sure. you're on my left. Uh, fitness background, let us hear it. How did, you, how did you get into this industry from a grassroots type? Level. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, Dan and I obviously come from very similar backgrounds and that we both come from big brand experience, but uh, me specifically, I came more from the, the athlete kind of, kind of fitness side of things. So I started out as, as a competitor, um, really in bodybuilding before physique kind of existed and, and the fitness thing kind of took off. Uh, competed for a while there, and then the physique division kind of came about, and I was one of the first dudes to jump in, mm-hmm. right? So, I, I mean, I kind of, I never was big like bodybuilders, right? But I, I always enjoyed competing. Yep. So the opportunity to jump on stage in some board shorts and, uh, you know, for me, not having the biggest of calves mm. benefited me benefited me quite well. So first it's couple of shows. Say that's a ghost thing. <laughs> uh, if, I have the, if I have the best calves in the company, you know there's a problem. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. Not, it's not a good thing. We gotta, we gotta go train some calves together, yeah. fellas. I'll give you some tips. All right. <laughs> I, I actually took note, man. When you walked through the door, you got some dogs there. So, I get that. Um, so yeah, dude, I jumped on stage a couple times and, and uh, you know, was fortunate enough to do, do pretty well out of the gate and turn pro. And worked with, with BSN for most of my kind of athlete career. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of went up the ladder with them and became probably their, their fitness face slash spokesmodel internationally, mm-hmm. um, which is kind of how I, I met Dan. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mutual friends in the city. Mm-hmm. Shout out Craig Caperso, if you know him, yeah. the legend. Yeah. But yeah, I mean, look, for me, same thing like Ryan said. Um, you know, was behind a big brand for a number of the years, had all the marketing, brand, product development. Um, but even before that, most people actually don't know, I was a private pilot. I flew small turboprops, small business jets, flight instructed for a few years. And when you're on call 24-7, there's not really a lot of hobbies you can have. So the gym and ultimately supplementation became 
kind of my life and um, was lucky enough to kind of get a chance to start working uh, you know with a, with a company on the cusp of blowing up back in 2009 and and from there it's just been been one hell of a ride you mm-hmm. know and I think something that I've been very fortunate you know throughout my career uh, has been able to see kind of you know, a company or a brand or this industry at so many different levels, right? At that level where it is just 10 guys and at that level when there's 180 guys, mm-hmm. right? Or um, part of a company. And I think that that, seeing all that really inspired us and ultimately led to Ghost, right? I think even the name Ghost, being behind the scenes, wanting to make an impact, really kind of has been in the DNA of what we're doing, what mm-hmm. we're doing today. Mm-hmm. So I just want to, I want to back up before we, because we're kind of crossing over into business and I do want to address that a lot, <laughs> but I just want to kind of back up a little bit. So Ryan, so from, you know, the, the bodybuilding and then physique side of things, sure. like where did you, what was your first introduction to, to health and fitness? Because, you know, no one kind of goes from like zero to like competitive yeah. bodybuilder straight up, right? So how did you kind of, like, where did that come about? If we go right back, yeah, I mean, I I started I picked up the weights when I was probably fourteen, fifteen. Sure, um, you know, always kind of paged through the muscle mags, aspiring to be on the cover of them once day. I, I like imagine a lot of people listening, yeah. right? Yeah, um, and I actually spent a lot of times on the forums online, mm-hmm. and uh, funny enough, I I would hit up companies, you know, for products, opportunities to maybe review their products. Sure. Sure enough, company gave me a shot, um, and I stayed in touch with them, and that kind of blossomed into uh, contracts down yep. the line. Yep. Um, I had still, you know, I did a couple amateur bodybuilding shows, nothing crazy. Mm-hmm. Um, they must have saw something in me, right, and, and signed me. And this was this was before physique existed, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. About six months into my contract, the physique division kind of gets rolled out, yeah. and it was just perfect timing, perfect fit for me, okay. given that. You know, I wasn't the biggest of dudes, yeah. um, but always kind of stayed in good shape, loved to compete, jumped on stage, and, and honestly, I did I did one show, placed dead last. Mm-hmm. Second show, I qualified for, for nationals. Mm-hmm. Third show was nationals, and I took uh, the overall and got my pro card. I was one of the first two guys that had a pro card in the States. Men's physique, physique, right? Yeah. That's awesome. Which was cool. Yeah. Um, you know, this was long before fitness was becoming a, a huge mainstream thing. Yeah. Um, so really, I didn't really know where where it was going to take me. Yep. But from there, I moved to New York and pursued the fitness career full time. Mm-hmm. Um, and started, I developed a training business in New York City, mm-hmm. and that was kind of my bread and butter for four or five years. Okay. Which is where we ended up connecting in the city, New York. Yeah, yeah. So where are you originally from? Just outside of Philly. Okay. So not too far yeah. from from New York City. Okay. Yeah, yeah. And Daniel, just with just with yours. So you were saying you were a private pilot, mm-hmm. gym kind of as a hobby. Yeah. Like what what attracted you to? Because you could pick any hobby. Yeah. Man. Like well, I mean, well, look. When you like I said, I mean, I was I was sleeping with my cell phone, right? Yeah. I mean, uh, there were days where you know you don't really know. If they're gonna call, where you gotta go? Yeah, you know, you got two hours to get to the airport. You know, get a uniform, get to the airport. Yeah, and so working out kind of just became the natural thing. I can't go to the beach and have a beer with my buddies, right? Sure. I can't fly. Yeah. So, um, you know, I was I was doing my undergrad and, and flying full time, um, kind of a weird combo, and spending all my free time in the in the gym. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, I'll never forget. I was down in Florida, probably 2007, 2008. 
um, during the winter where, you know, look, there's not a lot of private flying that happens in the Northeast in the cold at that sure. time. So I was flying single pilot ops in the Bahamas, Puerto Rico, some of those islands. Mm-hmm. Um, just going and checking out all the little independent mom and pop supplement shops, you yeah. know, New York City area, maybe because of the high cost of rent, it's all very corporate, right? Mm-hmm. Vitamin shops, you can see they all carry the same stuff. But mm-hmm. man, South Florida, that market, there's so much cool stuff that we just didn't have access to back home. Mm-hmm. So I uh, went in there and I, I uh, um, found a found a product, found a brand I'd never heard of before. Uh, get back to Connecticut, call the one eight hundred number on the side of the bottle. VP of sales picks up the phone. Me and him start talking for an hour. Apparently, they don't have any distribution anywhere near me. Do I want to help them out? I have a lot of connections. Knew some people with supplement stores. Got them in. You know, fast forward a, a couple years later, boom, they need someone full time, and it kind of just worked for my life at the time. Yeah, uh, straight up, I was twenty three out of a out of a one of those world ending breakups when you're twenty three years old. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know if I want to fly the lifestyle, whatever. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. Um, started working with these guys, uh, and then, you know, kind of one thing led to another. Um, you know, worked on worked on some huge product launches for them. Started working really, really closely with R and D teams and ingredient vendors. Got super into the science by just spending you know days and days and days with those guys. Uh, one of the only probably marketing execs to ever take you know several regulatory classes to kind of get involved in the compliance side uh, and legal side of things too. Mm-hmm. Um, and you know, kind of just grew grew from there, right? Um, interesting, interesting path. But I think what's most important is, I mean. Go back to the beginning of the story. I was a fan. Yep. And I think that really comes through everything that we do now. We're almost like fans with maybe the experience, the knowledge, the know-how, the expertise to actually go and execute. Mm -hmm. But being that fan and being that core consumer hopefully comes through literally in every decision we make and everything we do. For real. So you guys, and this 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 is very cool because it rings true to a lot of what we do at Massive Joe's as well. Is you're coming from a, a consumer centric perspective, you know, into the industry rather than we see a kind of a lot of people that, that that end up on the business side of the industry who perhaps weren't consumers or, you know, weren't, uh, you know, bodybuilders or, sure. or men's physique athletes or whatever it is and kind of come from a different direction. But it's very cool to hear, you know, you guys are kind of come from the consumer side. Well, that's the typical distribution in the industry, right? Yeah. I think I think most companies you're either are either led by one of two people, right? Yeah. Either one, they're the straight business you know, executive type mm-hmm. um, who spend more time on the golf course and in the gym. Nothing mm-hmm. wrong with that, but mm-hmm. it's just the truth, right? The other side is you've got um, a lot of folks who are maybe the ex-athlete or bodybuilder mm-hmm. or whatever, and they haven't really spent any time in the boardroom. Mm-hmm. So to kind of dial down the center with mm-hmm. with you know guys like us and then mm-hmm. say, hey, number one, we're fans. It's a really unique and kind of cool combo that I think has been at the core of any level of success we've had with Ghost or just in our career. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. All right, so let's drill, let's drill down a little bit deeper into this business side of things. So Ryan, through BSN as an athlete, yep. from, from, a, from a, actually, back up a little bit. So you said that you were doing reviews online, and then that kind of led to... My first, a, a, yeah, my first kind door. of opportunity in the industry, which was actually with uh, Gaspari. Okay. So Dan and I have a kind of a, a unique, um, I guess, entrance to sports nutrition industry in that mm-hmm. there was no real interview process. I'm hitting up dudes on the forums and uh, Dan's dialing the 1-800 number on the back of the canister. <laughs> Let you fast forward. Yeah. You know, you fast forward a couple years and we're both, we're both, you know, we, we have massive roles within those companies, which is yeah. obviously a little odd. Um, but I think it's, it's, uh, it says a lot about, I think, where we saw or what we wanted to do, right? Mm-hmm. And I think, 
you know, I don't know that I necessarily saw myself when I was sitting behind a desk at my nine to five coming out of college as, you know, your next physique dude on the covers of magazines and whatnot, but mm. I was given an opportunity and I kind of took it. Um, so, yeah, I mean. So how did we, how did we get from, from doing reviews online, working for Gaspari, then to BSN straight from Gaspari, is that? I took, I took a year off. Um, so as, so I guess my background in general is yeah. not, I, I obviously have worked out for a long time, yeah. but I have a business marketing management background. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of where I was out of school. Um, I was given an opportunity in the fitness industry, mm -hmm. loved fitness, worked out all the time, loved supplements, took the opportunity, uh, spent a year with Gaspari, um, and then kind of wanted to see what I could do in New York. So didn't really know if the competing thing was, was where I wanted to take things, and obviously Gaspari being a, a more hardcore brand. Um, you know, I kind of didn't know where I wanted to go with it. So I took a year off, uh, built my training business in New York, and then was given an opportunity by, by BSN. I talked to a couple different brands, but you know, never really saw, never really aligned with this, those brands. Mm -hmm. And at the time, you know, I believed in what they were doing and the products they put out, and they gave me a shot, so I took it. And that kind of developed into, you know, I was kind of one of their, their fitness guys in the States, mm -hmm. and as it, as it snowballed over three, four years, you know, I, I became uh, kind of their, their international fitness face, which was, sure. which was cool. And did you ever do anything apart from, you know, be the athlete and be the face for, for BSN? Did you ever do any of the business side of things? Or was it just... So I was pure? developing my own business. Okay. Um, so when I was with BSN, I wasn't working, you know, I was, I was definitely providing input and marketing sure. campaigns and, mm -hmm. and uh, product launches and stuff like that, mm -hmm. especially as they were tied to me. Mm -hmm. um, so I definitely had input in that and some of the creative behind it. Mm -hmm. But I was also building in tandem my own kind of training business in New York City, sure. um, which was kind of like my my balance between the two. That was your thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And Daniel, so for you, you so you mentioned the dialing the one eight hundred number. Yeah, you know, speaking to the, the the VP at the time and and kind of getting the the. I was just trying to find where I could buy the product up in, <laughs> up in Connecticut, right? So I mean, it's just crazy how that how that snowballed. And like yeah, I said, I mean, I yeah. ended up. Going to the marketplace, doing some B two B kind of stuff, just on the side while a while undergrad student, while a while a full time pilot, yeah. and you know just kind of. Snowballed. What were you What were you studying at the time? Marketing, marketing, finance. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And it kind of just just yeah fell into place. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, it's weird how that it's works, very right? strange. I don't know if you guys well, are making I mean, this up or if this is no, the but, truth. It's but, crazy. I mean, you know, like like you look, uh, you know. Um, you know, I, we were we were both given big opportunities. Like Ryan said, I mean, when when I joined, um, I mean, like no no secret, I worked for Psychor for for a number of years, right? And when I joined them, there wasn't a marketing department. There wasn't. There was just you know, pretty cool opportunity. Mm -hmm. And just from there, just uh, I don't know, it's crazy that we're sitting here in 2018 in a hotel room in Sydney with you talking about like ghosts, which I, I don't know, the whole thing is mind blowing, but it's yeah. been really fun. Yeah. So that's a that's a that's a cool segue. So let's kind of segue into ghosts now. So we've got a bit of background. So. Ryan over here, New York, doing your own business, doing some stuff for BSN. We got Daniel doing some stuff for Cellicor. In which city? New York. In New York as well. So you're both in New York yeah. doing your separate thing for separate companies. What was the like? How did what was the catalyst for Ghost? How did Ghost kind of come about? 
How did you, firstly, how did you guys cross paths? I yeah, guess so that's, we're, that's yeah, kind so we're, of we're introduced through Craig. And I okay. mean, one of the coolest parts about Ghost, I think not just with the two of us, but even with our, our ambassadors, Max, Christian, Raymond, yeah. uh, Carito, yeah. um, you got a lot of guys who've been personal friends for a lot of years. Mm. And at the time with Ryan at BSN, me with, with Cellucor, you know, like we're just buddies, right? Mm. Um, but what's been so cool about Ghost, it's just been perfect timing, uh, for a bunch, a big group of friends to come together and make something really special. Mm -hmm. And anytime you can combine passion with expertise and knowledge with a group of people that you're ready to go to war with, man, mm -hmm. I mean, success is never guaranteed, but man, you're putting yourself in a good position. Mm -hmm. and I think that that's been part of our secret sauce is, mm -hmm. is the people and just, you know, timing. Yeah, timing. Yeah, for I mean, this is, obviously when we, when we entered the industry, the timing was kind of perfect, right? Mm -hmm. You know, Dan on, on his side, jumping into a company that was kind of in a, in a place where they didn't have a, a real marketing department yet, and he was able to kind of head that. And me for, you know, an industry where bodybuilding was the creme de la creme for how many years, man? I mean, now mm -hmm. fitness is like massive and, and, yeah. and the bodybuilders are the minority in the industry. Right. But, you know, five years ago, that wasn't the case. Mm -hmm. So we, we had massive opportunities at the time. And, and again, I think when we were kind of jumping into this to start Ghost, again, we hit we hit hit things at the right time. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Like, I think the industry was just at the cusp of really going forward into not just a more fitness direction, but a more lifestyle and active lifestyle direction. Mm -hmm. And there was Ghost. Yeah, I mean, look, the specific idea, if you want to, like, specifically, want, when, want when, this, did, when did this know actually what, happen? What, what, we might be so, able to give you a What time. was the time? So, yeah, I, I, yeah. Okay, when so did I'm this gonna happen? Go, I'm going to go with around 3.30 a.m. Uh, <laughs> the the uh, Saturday night, or I guess technically Sunday morning of, yeah. like, the Olympia, probably 2013, 2012, whatever, around 2013, I think. And, you know, Ryan, every Saturday, we used to always kind of unplug from our respective brands, get together with a big group of friends in Vegas, and just throw a big party. Yep. Right? And this specific year, we had this awesome table at Hoxon, um, and uh, like 50-something people at this table. I mean, it was just bananas. Stars aligned that bananas, night. It was one right? of those nights where you get great location in the club, great group of people together. Mm -hmm. Great, great music, yeah. the magic just happens. And, and you know, you, we looked around for a second, and literally every big name in the industry was there having a great time. And I always make fun of Ryan a little bit because I know in his BSN contract he wasn't allowed to like drink or post on so, uh, post on social media that he was he was having a, having a cocktail, right? And you look around, you see all these people having such a great time, but no one's able to go out there and just tell that story. Like why? Right? Why up until that point does every brand or even athlete being told, hey, you can't have fun. You can only train, eat chicken breast, do cardio, that's your life. Mm -hmm. like, so we're like, wait, why not create a brand that just tells the truth, keeps it real? Right, fully transparent. Work hard, play hard. You know, we want to be fit and healthy. We want we want to take supplements to help us look and feel our best for a billion different reasons. It's not necessarily to step on stage. Maybe it's just to go feel good at Wet Republic the next day, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. Or maybe it's to go and you know kick ass on the on the on the baseball field, or or people are powering up in, in between classes or at the office. Like, why does it have to be this this culture of of I don't know. I mean. That kind of perfection. classic, yeah, that classic fake perfection thing of the industry. Mm -hmm. And so when we looked around with everyone that night, we're like, dude, we have to, we have to kind of take this vibe, put it in a bottle, and and 
make supplements and make fitness fun again, yep. which for us, it was just like I said, keeping it real. I mean, mm-hmm. that was just, that was literally what was going on. Let's just share that with the world. For real, for real. I love hearing that this was 2013 as well, because I think a lot of the listeners, you know, have probably heard of Ghost. Now I'd say the majority of them probably the last 12 months. Mm-hmm. Uh, me personally, I heard about you guys. It's funny that you mentioned uh, you mentioned Ray, the online coach, because mm-hmm. we did some collab stuff with him back in, it would have been 2000 and, I'm gonna say 15, I'm gonna say 2015, and he was with Man Sports at the time. Mm-hmm. And literally after the collab, he left Man and then signed with Ghost. And that was the first thing I was like, I never heard of this ghost, like what's this ghost? And that was kind of my introduction to you guys. And that was 2015, so you'd already been doing things for a couple yeah, of I mean, years he, by that well, point. Well, we right? didn't, I mean, look, this was the idea. We yeah. didn't actually start for a couple of years just because, like I said, timing, right? I mean, yeah, we yeah. were involved in different different brands, different yeah. jobs, different projects, so uh, it was just timing. I mean, look, I met Raymond probably same thing, 2013, where he helped mm-hmm. me with a diet and training programs because I wanted to look good for like a BBCom interview I did, sure. right? Yeah. Um, but that was kind of like, that was where the idea came from. And yeah. then it was something where I was like, yeah, this is a great idea, but maybe one day, right? Yeah. Yeah. And, um, you know, I think BSN started transitioning, Psychor started transitioning. We were both kind of in a position where, hey, like, we're, we're, we're free, man. Like, let's let's work on something new. Let's bring, let's, let's finally do this. And yeah. that's a cool moment, mm-hmm. right? Anytime where you've got like a really good friend of yours and you're like, dude, like, it's finally time. Like let's 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 jump in. Mm-hmm. You know, um, cannonball, dude. Let's mm-hmm. go. And I think from there, from that point on, it's just been been uh, a fire hose, man. So talk me through. I'm, this is I'm I'm really interested to hear this. So you guys, you, you're with some some pretty big companies, right? Doing your thing, associated with. I mean, back back then in 2013, 2014, like two of the biggest companies in the world, mm-hmm. really from a supplementation perspective. How did you make the decision to go? You know what? I'm gonna close that door, I'm gonna see what, what's behind door number X and just go through it and, mm-hmm. and you know, make that commitment. Look this, uh, look, this is a funny question because I guess for some it can be a little sensitive, but mm-hmm. the, the reality is um, uh, in some respects, uh, they made the decisions for us simply sure. just because they, they wanted, the brands were going different directions. Yep. And I think what's so important to us, like we've said, you know, already several times today, like the, the consumer focus, the mm-hmm. honest approach, like us literally just keeping it real, being ourselves, you mm-hmm. know, when, um, if those brand directions don't align with our personal, personal kind of just directions and tastes mm-hmm. when, I mean, look, we're selfish, we're making ghost supplements and products in the brand for ourselves, mm-hmm. number one, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it was kind of just a decision that was almost made for us, if you look at it that way, so. There you go. Yeah. So it was, and, and the same time, like, yeah, I mean, not even specific to those two brands. Like, let's sure. just zoom out macro yeah. level. Yeah. A lot of the big brands, mm-hmm. the biggest brands in the world, mm-hmm. your top five, your top six, your mm-hmm. top ten even. Mm-hmm. I mean, a lot of those big brands are all going the same direction. You know, look, let's let's look at something like, you know, in the States, Walmart, yep. right? Uh, you know, Walmart, five years ago, maybe they had like some, some kind of BS protein powder or whatever, but now you go to Walmart and there's aisles and aisles of actual real supplements, mm-hmm. right? Um, real brands that used to dominate specialty are now all over Walmart. Now, that, I look at that as a really cool thing because that means a lot of people for the first time ever are buying more and more pre-workout, maybe getting introduced to the category for the, for the very first time. Mm-hmm. Um, that just wasn't necessarily like the personal direction of 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 me or Ryan, right, or or our uh, kind of our our taste, if you will. Mm-hmm. 
So it, once again, it comes back to this whole timing thing that you guys yeah. are talking about, right? Yeah, big brands going to Walmart. You got you know Amazon coming, which is kind of commoditizing the industry, mm-hmm. uh, and then you've got us sitting back saying, dude. This is supposed to be fun. This is supposed to be special. This is supposed to be exciting. Yeah. And and it just kind of, like I said, it's just timing. Yeah. And not that that's not fun. I mean, I'm sure taking a brand into mass is, is awesome, right? Yeah. But I think we saw this as an opportunity to do something really cool. Mm. And like Dan said, I mean, sitting around a table with a group of friends, you know, I, I competed for a long time. I, I know that side of the industry with regards to the diets and, yeah. and, and what you can and can't say, especially five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also was surrounded by professionals in the space and I knew exactly what everybody did in their free time, right? I mean, nobody's eating chicken yeah. 365 days a year, you know, with broccoli and, and not having a drink here and there, you know? So for us, it was like, let's do something, do something real, but do something that everybody's already doing. Mm-hmm. We're just, Making it public and okay, mm-hmm. so yeah, I mean that's that's really the bottom line. Is we just started sharing what was already going on. Yeah, you know, I mean this is this has been our life, our friends' lives, our sort of life. Several, I mean, we're we're always the guys. Like even tonight, right, we're throwing an after party for the show at, at Mercury, the Stafford Brothers. I mean, every brand, even our, all our competitors, if you will, right? Everyone's invited. Everyone's going to come have fun. Yeah. And that's always been Ryan and I's personal vibe. Mm-hmm. So just to kind of build a brand story around that has been so kind of natural. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so so 2013, the seeds planted, things start moving with the, the brands you guys are associated with, they start changing directions, you guys see this opportunity, what happens then? Like, is it a, is it a phone call that like, it's time, let's incorporate this company, let's, you know, let's start talking about products, let's start talking about marketing, let's start talking about branding, like what was the, what was the next step? When, when the stars had aligned, yeah. What was the step after that? Yeah, I mean, dude, there's actually like the very, very first ghost video. Well, there's actually a phone call. There's actually a phone call. There's actually a phone call. It's actually in the in the video. Um, the way you're leading into this, it totally sounds like we're making this shit up. Not. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, look, we, you know, even like the content idea, like, well, I mean, we hadn't met Lawrence yet, so our execution sucked. Um, but we've always wanted to share the whole process. Yeah. Right. We always want to share the whole thing. So literally, yeah, there was a phone call. So, dude, like. Let's go. Mm-hmm. You know, now's the time. And you know, from there it was Well the crazy thing from there, that phone call was that we were at that point on completely different sides of the country. Yeah. I was in Vegas. Yeah, Dan yeah. was in Vegas, I was in New York, our yeah. third partners in Texas, right? Mm-hmm. So we're we're spread out like crazy. It wasn't the ideal scenario to start a business. Mm-hmm. But like Dan said, we jumped on the phone and said, Let's give us a shot. Mm-hmm. And from there we just kinda made it work for you know, for the first little bit there, but Kind of crazy. Of the country, yeah. You guys, you, you yeah, stayed, I mean, look, yeah, we, we, we weren't together with, for a while. You know, yeah. manufacturing in like Chicago and Nashville with ingredient vendors and R and D teams all over the country, mm-hmm. right? Um, taking international kind of regulatory and compliance meetings, you know, right out of the gate. A um, lot of lot of travel, a lot of things to make this happen, but um, yeah, just kind of started rolling then. Okay, and so we made the commitment. We've made the phone call. We're doing, you know, we're starting now. Mm-hmm. What happens? What comes first? Does the brand come first? Where does where does yeah, the, the ghost name. where does the ghost the name, name, name come name from? Logo. A shitload of work. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, just a lot. Well, and the reason the reason why I'm asking is, you know, from a from a consumer perspective, and mm-hmm. you know, even though I, I run a, a pretty big supplement company, I still consider myself a consumer first mm-hmm. and foremost. Sure. So I remember. You know, my first experience with the ghost tubs, I'm like picking up this tub, I'm just gonna pick this one up here that we've got on the table. I'm picking up this tub and I'm like, man, like the 
like the the branding behind this, the marketing, the the fact that you guys have put, you know, you do your own tubs. Obviously, a lot of companies don't do that. They'll just get you know standard tubs. But you've got your, your the ghost logo embossed in the tub. You open the tub. The scoops in the top. Um, well, hopefully, it like comes all through that we like, thought about it, right? All like of I that. said, we're users. Yeah. So you know, you take the scoop thing. We don't even advertise that. Yeah. Right. There's another company out there with another scoop, and their whole marketing campaign's hinged on. The scoops on top. Yeah. Dude, we don't even advertise it. Yeah. For us, it's just like a detail that show, hopefully shows like how passionate we are, mm-hmm. how much we care, and how we are the core users of the product. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I mean, when it started with okay, what products we want to make? Oh, yeah, okay, pre-workout protein BCA. That's that's obvious. But yeah. from the formula, from the design, from from any of it, it was really just our personal taste, right? How can we how can we kind of raise the bar for what's what's been done out there? But um, show, like I said, the great attention to detail. Yeah, I mean, if you like, we're when we're putting this together. You know, we're not necessarily looking at this like we're looking at the top now, guys. How just, how just some context? How can we make this look so appealing that people just want to buy it? How how can we do? That's not our mindset. When yeah. We took this. We picked this up, and we were like, you know, how can we make this really cool? Mm-hmm. Like, what do we want to see when we open the tub? Mm-hmm. And we're both like, oh, it'd be really nice to not have to stick your fingers mm-hmm. into the powder and dig for the scoop. Mm-hmm. So let's just throw that in there. Yeah. But as Dan said, like we've never really marketed that once. Yeah. So we're not trying to sell people on our scoops. We're sure. just doing something that's that's cool that you know we enjoyed as consumers and still do, right? Yeah. So, you know, I think that's that's the difference. Is is we're we're putting this together just to to build something for ourselves. It's it's super cool mm-hmm. and. It's really cool to see kind of the response to that yeah. and how well received it's been. For real. So. All right, so we've got the the timing, we've got the brand, the name's come about. You guys know what you want to do with the branding and the labels and you, you pick the products at this point, right? That's kind of the easy part. You then go from, okay, we've got this idea or ideas, we're starting to make things happen. Where does the ghost social media aspect come in? Like, uh, uh, where, does, where does that kind of fit in? And the reason why I'm asking this is because, you know, in my personal opinion, um, you know, you guys do it better at this point in time, definitely better than any other company that I've seen in the industry, especially how fast, and we, we spoke about this pre-podcast as well, especially how fast, um, you know, the, the, the platforms are changing that people consume on, and you guys seem to be able to just kind of tap into that much better than any other brand, and you're just kind of like, you're in tune with where people are paying attention and you're in that space. Mm-hmm. Where does that kind of come in? And I guess I'm kind of leading into, you know, the collabs that you guys have with, with the YouTubers, sure. with Ray, with Max, with Christian. Where does that piece fit in here? Well, I mean, Dan said from, from day one, like, these people were, these were, these were homies, man. So right. step one was to sure up the fam, but they were there, right? They yeah. were in it. They wanted to support this. They wanted to get behind it. So once that was made official, mm-hmm. you know, we just did what we've been doing for the last six years. I mean, we're users of social media. Mm-hmm. There's nothing out of the ordinary there. We so just it's applied. Coming, it's coming from the consumer. We applied what we do every day yeah, to yeah, a brand right. and, and people people digged it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So yeah. that's one of the big differences is that being being in some bigger brands, mm. I think there's a disconnect at the top of those brands sometimes. 100%. And the difference with us is that we're, we're users of supplements, we're users of social media, yeah. we use these platforms yeah. every day. Yeah. So for us, 
it's not marketing, it's just life. It's just what you yeah. do, right? <laughs> There's definitely almost a little bit of like an alter ego thing that probably went on at the beginning of this of like, you know, when we're posting stuff, but it's kind of personal, but at the same time, it's also on behalf of Ghost. Yeah. Right? And then alter ego um, potentially got me in a little bit in, in hot water and previously. <laughs> but, 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 to be, but, to be, but to be but to be real though, I mean, yeah. that's what people want to see. They went, you know, look, I'm a huge believer write this down for people listening at home. People are sick of being sold. Mm -hmm. They want to be included. Mm -hmm. And we've used social media to hopefully include more people and get more feedback. Mm -hmm. You know, yeah, we've got some some big name athletes, um, but scroll way back on my Instagram feed, guys, there's some not too flattering pictures of my man CG. Uh, <laughs> where I mean, I've known him for a really long time, man, and it's just been so cool that we can kind of put this together with that with that family. Mm. I mean, look, you know, I, because this is kind of a business oriented podcast, I'll sure. keep it real. Mm -hmm. There's no way a startup company like Ghost could afford these people at mm -hmm. retail. Mm -hmm. These guys, you know, Christian, Max, I mean, these Raymond, I mean, they wanted to be part of this, yeah, um, just as much as we were really excited to, like I said, go to battle with them. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is really. Uh, we a lot of brands talk about family, but I think we really mean it. Mm -hmm. Absolutely, it's so good to hear that as well. I mean, and it's, it's it's a common thread that's coming through in in you know everything we're talking about here from a fitness perspective, a business perspective, and then kind of into the social media perspective is coming from that consumer perspective. And I mean, you're 100 percent Ryan, 100 percent correct, Ryan. As I see, you know, some of the bigger brands in the industry. Um, and there's just such a disconnect. It's like you guys just don't get it. Like, <laughs> yeah, but it's not, I mean, it's not even it's not even a, a, a dig on anybody, right? No, 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 no. If, if no, you're no, 45, no, no. 50 years old, you probably it's, never used this shit. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. we we just were fortunate enough to grow up in a time where yeah. this was yeah. second nature to us, right? So, yeah. you know, we personally were using Instagram, Snapchat, Facebook every day. Mm -hmm. So when we started a brand, it just became second nature to obviously want to want to talk about the brand and share what the brand's doing yep. on those platforms. Yeah. So we it, it there wasn't really a learning curve for us where you know if I was just starting out today mm -hmm. or and this this brand was was 20 30 years ago mm -hmm. dude I, I don't I don't know how we would get the message out yeah, you know yeah, like yeah. Um, yeah. Print and TV and stuff—that yeah. was not our game. Yeah, and I mean, so. and that's and Ryan kind of hit on something important there. I mean, I got hit up a lot, you know, when I um, left my last job mm -hmm. before we even really officially started working on this thing, and um, it was humbling. It was humbling. It was cool. A lot of brands wanted, you know, wanted to see if I'd be interested, maybe in kind of joining them and working with them, sure. and they all said the same thing to me, mm -hmm. and they all said, "Hey, man, we want to go lifestyle, right, Joe? Yeah. Let me tell you, you cannot go lifestyle." You have to bleed it. It has to be in your DNA. Oh. You cannot go lifestyle. You can't fake it. And I think in hearing that, it just really reinforced everything we're doing. Yeah. But let me ask you a question. Like, do you remember the first time you took pre-workout? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. What was that experience? Like, what? How was it for you? It was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. It was the, fun. Like the very first time, I can tell you the exact product where I was, what I took, yeah. the flavor. Yeah. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure. We all can. You know, right? you, so you'll like, appreciate yeah. you'll appreciate this, Ryan. It was a BSM yeah. product. So it was, was mine. It was honest, it was yeah. NO Explode yeah. with the yellow tub and the red hol and the holographic the, one, the holographic man. label on the on the on the red tub with yeah. the yellow lid. Um, I was at college or, or university, as yeah. we call it here in Australia, and it was blue raspberry flavor. Bro, mine was, <laughs> mine was, mine was a VP, VPX shotgun, yeah. black cherry flavor, yep. sitting in my car outside the gym because I didn't want my boys to know I was taking anything. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But look, like you're smiling right now talking yeah. about this. Um, that's the ghost goal. Bring back that experience with every single purchase that we're doing. And mm. so when you talk, you see how all this is coming together. Mm -hmm. And you know, we're talking about the family and getting our boys together and then you know, building products in a brand that kind of 
you know, bring back that type of energy, right? That type of vibe, that fun. Yeah. Um, that's how this all happened. Mm -hmm. It's so natural. Mm -hmm. You know, if we can all remember our first pre-workout down to the flavor and where we took it, I mean, dude, the the big brands, um, I just don't know if they think that way. Yeah. And, and and they don't need to. Yeah. You know, they they probably you know they're. It's just different. It's a different world, yeah, man. Yeah, yeah. It's like you guys said. It's, it's not, not like we're, we're, you know, we're, we're shitting on anyone here. It's no, just, no. It's just different. Dude, we, yeah. we get asked all the time, like, you know, who we think our competitors are, and I, I don't even know. I think we're just doing something different. Yeah. You know, I, it's, we're just, hopefully everyone out there, you know, who's interacting with us on social or taking our products or whatever, hopefully you're having fun. I mean, that's, that's fitness is supposed to be fun, mm -hmm. right? And I think that that's hopefully what we've, what we've been able to do. Mm -hmm. Definitely. So... Let me kind of let me switch gears and kind of look into the future now, right? So we've kind of got the background to Ghost, how you guys got to where you are now. We've spoken a whole lot about how timing has kind of led to this, the consumer-centric focus. Looking forward now, where do you guys kind of see the brand going? What, what are your plans for the brand? And I guess kind of what, what, I'm, what I'm getting at here is, you know, in any business, there's kind of a and you guys have experienced with your past companies, there's kind of a transitional period, right? Where mm -hmm. a business goes from being, you know, a startup business, medium-sized business, gets its growth, is true to their values, and then a lot of businesses at some point, you know, it might be something that involves a private equity buyout or it might be, you sure. know, investors coming in or whatever, and the brand kind of changes direction. And you guys saw that firsthand with the sure. brands you worked for in the past. Where do you see Ghost going? Well, look, um, I think that the the hypothesis that we want to test, right, mm -hmm. is, um, you know, how how big can you even build a company, right, while staying true to your core values, while sure. keeping the innovation, while keeping the fun, while keeping the family, right? Yeah. We're never. I, I want to say right now, we're never going to sacrifice those things. Mm -hmm. L let's see where it goes. Keeping those things true, sure. right? Um, I mean, I think from from a specific standpoint, look, there's so many more products we want to come out with. Yep. Um, you know, to be honest, we've talked a lot about the marketing, the brand, and stuff. But I mean, science is number one. To be mm -hmm. real, I think we feel double the pressure than any other brand out there to deliver on the science, deliver on the innovation, deliver on the ingredient, deliver on the formula because of how much fun and crazy we're doing with the marketing, the branding, the flavor. It'd be really easy to look at Ghost and say, oh, it's a lot of hype or that's a lot of cool colors, man, or great flavors, but the science isn't there. Dude, we feel triple the pressure to deliver on the back yeah. of the label because of what's going on on the front. And so with that, we're so excited to bring new flavor, like new products out. Like we've got a, a new pump product coming out, which I mean, look, we're huge pump category fans, so I swear to God, it's the best in the market. We mm -hmm. we've waited two years to come out with this until we knew it was the best in the market. Oh. Um, Go size has been kind of one of those products too, where where it's like, look, we wanted to take creatine, turn it on its head, and put out something really cool. I mean, yeah. that's kind of what we want to keep doing. Oh. Um, and look, we'll see where the rest of it goes. Yeah. And I, this excites me to hear this, guys, as well, um, because, you know, to be completely honest with you guys, there's been companies that have done the marketing piece from a social media perspective very well in the yeah. past as well. There's been companies that have absolutely crushed that game, sure. but they've fallen down with the, the strength of the product. They've and and the inverse. There's plenty of yeah. companies that have been made awesome products, yeah. great formulas, yeah. right? great profiles, but like then their labels look like they're drawn with a crayon, <laughs> right? We, you know, look, it's 2018, right? Yeah. We really want to challenge ourselves yeah. to deliver on every aspect. Yeah. Formula, check, science, check, like flavor, check, branding, check, content, yeah. check. I mean, mm -hmm. we, we want to, I mean, 
we're working so hard to make sure that we hit it out of the park every single way. And mm-hmm. I think that that's what's unique to us. I, I don't know that that's been done before, just mm-hmm. the being able to deliver on both. And it's a tall order, you know, yeah. easier said than done. Yeah, well it's finding that, that crossover between you know, getting the marketing piece correct, being in the right channels, being where people are paying attention, but then also delivering on the products. And I think, you know, I've had a lot of these discussions off public forums with business owners in the past, and the, the kind of, this is, the, I'm interested to get your opinion on this, because the kind of uh, excuse, for lack of a better term, that I hear is it's too expensive to do both, right? We don't, if, if, if we want to spend the sort of money that we want to spend on the marketing side of things, well, we don't have the amount of money that we require to spend on making good products, mm-hmm. and vice versa. If we want to invest all the money in making good products, good formulas, and still get them to the consumer at a market price right. and be able to be competitive, we just don't have the money to spend on the marketing side of things. I think historically that's probably very true. And uh, I think what's different, or what's changed, mm-hmm. at least in our mindset, mm-hmm. is that we're willing to, we're willing to take less. Mm-hmm. We're, willing to, we're willing to dial back, you know, well, we're taking home as a company sure. to deliver the experience that we want to deliver on every front. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, straight up, we're putting all the dollars in our products, putting, mm-hmm. you know, um, to be honest, a lot of the marketing outside of the, uh, the top dollar Lawrence Lee is, is charging us to make these things. <laughs> <laughs> uh, hi, Lawrence. Uh, no, look, I mean, but when you think about, like I said, you know, our marketing, um, our biggest marketing, right, is almost just the content, the day-to-day stuff. I mean, yeah. there's not real, I mean, there's there's some cost there, but not really. It's more about sharing stuff with the world. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we just, uh, uh, and the retail prices have really stayed fixed. We just want to kind of deliver as much value in every aspect for that. You know, our competitors are driving Ferraris, and Ryan and I don't even have a car. But but <laughs> but right, but it's all ghost baby, right? Yeah. I mean, um, and that's just that's just kind of our approach. It's a little bit different. Yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. And I think you know, it's it's. It, I knew that was going to be the answer, um, but I wanted the podcast listeners to to kind of hear it. Is it, it you know? It, it, once again, it comes down to, I guess the. The motivations of the, the the top people in the company, you know, and and now from hearing your story, guys, with your your background in fitness, background in business, how Ghost came about, you know, I think it's it's pretty clear for the for the listeners to kind of hear where your motivations come from. It's very consumer centric. It's about getting you know the right message out to the right people, delivering on the products, and really having the consumers top of mind at all times, yeah. which is really really cool to hear because. You know, it's it's something so rare in this industry at the moment. Um, so you know, I'm, 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 it excites me to hear this. It excites me to hear your story. It excites me to hear you know what you guys have planned for the company. And it excites me to hear that you're you know from my personal perspective, your motivations are in the right place. So well, man, it's humbling. I mean, when you know, with as much of a personal statement as Ghost has been to see the response, you know, to to get the feedback we have. Yeah. Um, just all the interactions we've been able to have with so many legends out there on social—it's humbling. It's like the only the only word for it, yeah. right? And you know, to any of the other the other companies, big brand, like good goals are important no matter who you are or what you're doing. Mm-hmm. Um, for the guys that want to have the biggest brand in the world, take over the world, good for them. Hope they go get it, right? Mm-hmm. For Ghost, it's that was not, not it's not about that. Yeah, yeah. If it was about that, we would never left our old jobs. We would have never left. Boss. You know, we yeah. would just yeah. Kind of and if it was about that, we'd probably be available in a lot more places and mm-hmm. you know we would have if you look at our strategy in the states obviously we we just got launched here right mm-hmm. and it took so long but mm-hmm. one of the reasons that it took so long is because we wanted to do it the right way mm-hmm. we could have put a product out here 12 months ago mm-hmm. 
but we wanted to deliver the best product mm -hmm. possible to mm -hmm. the Australian market mm -hmm. in the way that is authentic to the Australian market. Mm -hmm. So we've kind of taken that strategy in, in every every kind of new location that we've we've brought the brand. Yeah. And it takes a lot more time. Obviously, you're leaving dollars on the table, mm -hmm. but for us, it's all about delivering that same experience. Mm -hmm. So our biggest weakness, our Achilles heel, mm -hmm. is that we never take the easy road. <laughs> we <laughs> probably, we've just, yeah, I mean, there's, yeah. there's maybe a time, road, there's time, yeah. time and a place we probably should, <laughs> but yeah, we've, we just, we've never, uh, we always challenge ourselves, like I said, raise the bar and hit it out of the park every which way. So. Well, I, and I think that the, you know, the Australian launch is, is you know, evidence of that 100%. I remember I, I hopped on a, um, a WhatsApp or a Skype call, mm -hmm. I can't remember what it was at the start of the year when Ghost launched in Australia, and yeah. I was like, man, like this is this is legit, you know. This is crazy. The amount of hype behind this brand, the amount of no, not necessarily hype's probably the wrong word, but the amount of consumer support mm -hmm. for a new brand, um, you know, was something from a from a retail's perspective, from a massive Joe's perspective that you know we haven't seen happen for years, um, and it was really really cool to see. And I you know I remember saying to you like we sold out of our first shipment of Ghost within yeah, less than twenty four hours, man. And look, you know I know I know I speak I speak for both of us when I say you know Australia specifically is near and dear to our hearts. You know with the Stafford brothers, Brooke Evers, yeah, Callum Vomoger. I mean we've got so many you know really close friends here. Mm -hmm. uh, I love coming down to down to Australia that. To, to see the response here too, it's uh, it, it means a lot. It's really cool. Probably pulled a lot of inspiration for the brand from from Australia. Yeah, dude, Ghost Legend. <laughs> I mean, Legend for us was it's, we stole it from our Aussie friends. It is, yeah, yeah, yeah straight <laughs> up. Yeah. I mean, it's not supposed to be legend yeah, like yeah, you know legends yeah. of bodybuilding. Yeah, no, yeah. I mean, it's like ah, oh, dude, dude's a legend, right? No, I mean, man. That's, I've uh, got I've got a um, a running joke with with some of my uh, uh, good American friends in the industry, and one of their favorite Australian sayings. They've got a few. Some of them I won't mention, um, but. Uh, <laughs> But one of them is too easy legend. Yeah. You know, when you when you yeah, see someone or say someone, you go too easy legend. Mm -hmm. So I knew as soon as I as soon as I you know heard the name of the price, yeah. I'm like, hold on a second. Matt and Chris, that's an Australian term. What's Chris, going on? Matt and Chris Stafford, we owe, we owe them for uh, we owe them for the name legend for sure. He's getting royalties on every yeah. time, right? For real. Now, guys, look, I, I really appreciate your time. It's been a great chat. Um, getting to know you guys, getting to know the background behind both of you, your, your entry into the fitness industry, your business background, and kind of how Ghost has all come about. And I'm sure the listeners have kind of enjoyed getting a bit of a background to, to that and understanding the underlying values you know, behind the brand. So I appreciate you guys. Oh, thanks for the time, bro. Thank you so much. Thanks for letting us share, dude. Yeah, it's been awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Later. Thank you for listening to this episode of The Massive Joe's Show. Make sure you subscribe on your favorite podcasting platform, whether it be SoundCloud, iTunes, YouTube, Podbean, Stitcher, or tune in. And if you enjoyed listening to this episode of The Massive Joe Show, ensure that you give us a five-star rating on your favorite podcasting platform. Until next time, we're coming to you from MassiveJoes.com.